HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Hi, this is Joe Campanelli, and you are listening to In The Drink, the show that has everything to do with everything that is great to drink, people who are bringing you delicious things uh, to drink, and absolutely nothing to do with golf. Uh, For those of you who haven't tuned in before, um, I'm Joe Campanelli. I'm the beverage director and co-owner of Delanima Lartuzzi Restaurants in New York City and Anfora Wine Bar, and the soon-to-open La Picho down uh, on the Lower East Side. We're very excited for that. Um, And I'm actually super excited today. We have um, a representative from one of my absolute favorite wineries, not just in Italy, but in the entire world. One of the most singular wineries uh, in Abruzzo, um, Emidio Pepe. We're here with Chiara Pepe, uh, the granddaughter of of Emidio. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the wines of Emidio Pepe, they are um, they make wine just from two different grapes, uh, Montepulciano and Trebbiano. Um, and usually those are those are grapes that. Uh, make wines that that aren't so interesting. So they're able to coax uh, quite a bit of soul and character um, into these wines. And it comes from making wine with uh, with a lot of tradition, um, with a lot of passion, uh, making wine with the entire family involved, uh, which is really exciting, and uh, making wine in a, a super um, hands-off, supernatural way. If you were to if you were to list the ingredients on a bottle of a Medio Pepe wine. Um, I'm sure there will be very, very, very few ingredients to uh, to list. Um, so I'm here with uh, Chiara. Thank you so much for for uh, coming. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, very excited. So uh, Chiara is in in town for uh, for a few weeks. 
um, just uh, to brush up on her English. She's, she admitted right, that right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that her, that she wishes she was a little bit better in English. But I'll tell you what, it's uh, a million times better than my Italian. So no way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess it's a little bit torturous to bring you on a radio show. But I was just so enthusiastic that that you're here that I, I couldn't pass up on this opportunity. Um, so Chiara, tell me a little bit about uh, about your role. I think. I, it's all, it's kind of my dream. I feel like you're the luckiest person, uh, to be <laughs> born, people that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be born into this outstanding winemaker family, uh, and you get to travel the world, but, but tell me, tell me what's like, is it as glamorous as, as now? Yeah, it's actually very funny, you know, because, uh, I've grown up in that world and since, you know, where I was a little kid, I've grown up in the wine, my grandfather used to tell me everything about, bring me to the vines and explain me everything. So now it's, uh, you know, very nice to come here and travel all over the world and, and explain what we do, uh, our family, our philosophy, our way of making wine, our life, and, you know. So it's, it's very nice because you, you bring um, a little piece of your world in, to, to people, so... That's very nice. So, so tell us a little bit more about what you do. How is it that you have these two very, um, what some might consider humble grapes of right. uh, Trebbiano and Montepulciano, right. and you make these wines that are, are truly some of the most unique and uh, complex and beautiful wines I've ever had in my life? Right. I think just, you know, because we did the least possible. We just um, do it in the traditional way. That means we do wine as it used to be 100 years ago in Abruzzo. So uh, white grapes are still pressed by feet for all our production, and red grapes are distemmed by hand. So um, after that, we use just uh, concrete tanks. That means that we don't use oak or barrels at all, just because my grandfather thinks that um, barrels or, or oak or age the wine in very short time while we want our wine to be young for a longer time. That's why we use just concrete. Um, so after two years, we just bottle the wine and put in our aging wine cellar. That's where we have our you know treasure because we have almost 300,000 bottles from 1964 the year my grandfather started making wine till nowadays and, so. and that's one of the things that I, that I truly love about your wines right. you always release some wine that is uh, that is well aged and well stored at at the vineyard and if you ever to have right. the same bottle of wine and one that's been stored at the winery for a long time versus one that that was released and then stored in in a cellar um, here in the states for instance the one that was at the winery for some reason is is always so much more vibrant and more alive and more right, exciting. Right. Um, two questions about that. Number one, mm-hmm. what what like why do you think that is that that wine stored at the winery is is I, fi- I find every time without fail is better. And number two, uh, what gave you what gave your family the idea that that this grape should be held back when no one else? <laughs> I mean, I think that, that you know very yeah, no th- one that's else. That's pretty that. funny. Yeah. Explaining why. Actually, when my grandfather started making wine back to the 60s, uh, Montepulciano and Trebbiano, as you probably know, were not considered to gray wines, uh, the ones that, that can age very well. So my grandfather started making this wine and starting bottling it and aging it, so to store it. And everybody, even his father, was calling him like crazy because nobody was doing it. And they were not sure that 
this wine could age so long. But my grandfather strongly believed that this wine could age very well. That's why, um, you know, it's funny because um, every, we, we live in a little town, uh, 1,800 people, and everybody was, was saying, you're, you're building a paper castle. <laughs> and my grandfather started to build wine castle. That's why, yeah, you know, in our winery, uh, you see all the wine story and the, the shape. So. so everyone thought Grandpa was absolutely yeah. off his rocker, but right. he was actually the most brilliant person. <laughs> right, right. And now yeah. we have such a treasure because nobody has such uh, aged wines that they age so well and in a very good shape even after 30, 40, 50 years. And that's right. I mean, at, at Lartuzzi, for instance, we have seven vintages or six vintages of your multiple chano alone and two vintages yeah. of the trebbiano uh, is what exciting. is great is that uh, uh, even after 20 years they're still alive you can feel that there's still life in it it's it's weird because um if you put um a very you know old bottle under um under the light maybe so with the worm with the heat you can see that they start the fermentation again mm. after 30 years. That means that inside there is still an alive wine. This, you know. And talk to us about a little bit about why, what you find so special about drinking a very old bottle of wine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I explain that always using this. Um, I say that when you drink a, a young wine, uh, it's like speaking to the little kids. So you just say, oh, okay. When you taste something a little older, like a 2000, a 2001, it's like speaking to an adult. So you can speak with him, you know. You can have a conversation with him. But when you taste something really old, like, you know, a 77, like a 78, it's like uh, listening to an old man that tells you all his experience and all his life. So it's a completely different emotion, a completely different experience. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that, I've never heard that before. I, I love that. Um, now, at the end of the day, wine is still a business, right? You still have to sell wine. Um, and, you know, do you, and, and we sell your wines for, for quite a, a lot of money on the list, uh, several yeah. hundred dollars, in fact. Do you, do you find that there is uh, pushback for, for the price uh, of some of your wines? I think it's worth every single penny um and if i if i could afford it i would drink it all the, every <laughs> night uh but uh but certainly they are th some of the most expensive wines in the, in that category um where where does that price come from and do you do you get pushback for it um you know for us it's just passion we put all the love that you know you can imagine it uh but um, you just have to think that uh, doing uh, wine, making wine in such a way, it's very expensive because we do everything by hand. In our winery, we don't have machine. So all the grapes are picked by hand, selecting all the grapes. All the, you know, it's during the harvest, we need a lot of people to come in. Uh, we even bottle by hand. And nobody does that. And even uh, before selling it, uh, each bottle is reopened and decanted one by one by hand together with the sediments. And of course, uh, that way we can control and check 
the quality of each bottle. And that's why we guarantee each bottle for 20 years. Uh, doing that, of course, we lose also, uh, you know, maybe mm. half a glass of wine for each bottle. So th that's why, you know, we just do everything by hand. Um, I have to say, I've even seen a, a video of maybe your grandmother actually pasting right. the labels on by, by hand. hand putting the corks in by right. hand i don't know anyone else right. in the world who's right. doing we, that. yeah we still do that <laughs> it's, we still do it's that. really incredible and i also have to say i've i've opened up quite a few of your bottles of wine mm -hmm. and uh i've never had one that was corked one that was off um i've had many that were that i felt were very alive and very different even from the same vintage one bottle to right. another uh -huh. um, so they're they're very much alive they're yeah. living uh, living yeah. organisms but uh -huh. i've never had one that i thought was faulty in any kind of way so to yeah. have that kind of guarantee and reassurance especially when you're buying an old wine yeah. is pretty is pretty amazing you know you can have some yeah. confidence that yeah. that is going you know to be it could happen but you you know we, we give it back and because it's an alive wine it's a wine that stayed in the same bottle for 30 years so yeah, you know. Okay, so we're here at Roberta's, and you know uh, they have incredible pizza, and yeast is on my mind, and I just <laughs> want to talk to you because it's it's kind of a recurring theme on on our show. Um, this idea of of natural or ambient yeast um, versus a purchased or pharmaceutical yeast. Um, I assume, knowing by what you guys do, that you're not, you're not calling up the, you know, the local Monsanto office and say, send me yeast number 32X4. Absolutely not. No? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we think that's very, very important. Um, in our winery, of course, we don't have any chemical product, both in the cellar, both in the uh, in the vines, but what we think is really, really important is not using selected yeast. First, because there are just two companies in the whole world producing that. So you can find the same wine in Chile or in Australia made, made with, with the same yeast. But uh, we think it's also very important because when you have a selected yeast making the fermentation, it's just one kind of yeast that works during the fermentation. So that's one who start the fermentation, keep going and ends the fermentation. And in the glass, you'll find just one dominant flavor. But when you have selected natural yeast working during the fermentation, you have many different kind of yeast that work during the fermentation. One kind start the fermentation, another one keep going, another one ends the fermentation. And this variety you will find in the glass with the different flavor you have in the glass. So it's something really, really important. And that, that mostly came from the vines, you know, from the herbs you have in the vines, from the butterflies and stuff like that. So it really reflects the, the terroir and the place you're growing your, your, your grape, you know. So it's something really important. So natural yeast gives you more of a terroir right. uh, fingerprint. And you heard it here from Chiara Pepe. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to take a quick break um tune in uh tune in again after our break at heritageradionetwork.com thanks a lot
Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Seeing a need to help people sort through all the misinformation about healthy eating, Whole Foods Market added a seventh core value to promote the health of our stakeholders through healthy eating education. In our stores, we give you the tools you need for choosing the most nutritious foods and healthy recipes, as well as offering classes with nutritionists and cooking coaches to help inspire good health and well-being. Stop by your local store today and learn more about our Health Starts Here program and wellness clubs or online at wholefoodsmarket.com slash healthstartshere. So we're back on In the Drink. This is Joe Campanelli. Uh, I'm here with Chiara Pepe from Emilio Pepe. Again, one of my absolute favorite wineries, not just in Italy, but in the world for their, their truly soulful and unique wines from the Montepulciano d'Abruzzo grape and uh, Treviano, also from Abruzzo. Um, so I'm super excited, excited and uh, actually even a little ecstatic and giddy to, <laughs> that, you're, that you're here with us. Um, so Chiara, something that we've been, we've been doing is is uh, just a little quick fire question session. Um, <laughs> and basically, I know that you know, you're from Abruzzo and generally in Abruzzo and in, in all over Italy, what people do is they drink the, the local wines, but you right. are very well traveled at this point. <laughs> um, so what I want to know is I'm going to ask you a series of questions, which wine you would drink. No way, that's not fair. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't have to be an exact producer, but which wine you would drink in certain social settings? Um, All right. It's something very funny because uh, um, I choose the wine just um, depending on the humor and or the mood in, of the evening. So, um, of course, uh, I would prefer just natural wine, of course, and, you know. How can you do that? But um, do you want to know some producer or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. No. So let's let's talk about um, what you might drink if you were going to the beach with your friends. Okay. Um, of course, uh, something something fresh, maybe some rosé, some or some white. Uh, what would you let me think about it? Incidentally, one of my favorite rosés in the world mm-hmm. you actually make, but it's not imported into the States. So this is my, <laughs> yeah, every time true. I see you plea. What? <laughs> there is a good rosé imported here, which is always from a and very good. Which one? It's Valentini. Oh, Valentini yeah. is excellent. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have that on our list. I but would that's, drink that. I would drink that. Yeah. If, it's so you got it. If I can afford that. <laughs> um, so you got it. Um, okay, so what if you're about... How about at a bistro in Paris? <laughs> I would drink a French wine. Um, I would drink uh, one of my best mm, wine, which is Nicolas Jolie. Nicolas Jolie. Right. Yes. The, I could have this around. would be great. <laughs> <laughs> It always is. Okay, have you ever gone bowling before? Do yeah. bowling in Italy? Yeah. What yeah, if you, we have uh, bowling in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course we have bowling. What if you're at a bowling alley? What is that? What is that? 
<laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> yeah, what like, kind of question is that? <laughs> first time on a radio show and you asked me the dumbest question. Yeah, like, what were I, what were I, we did drink when he go playing bowling? <laughs> um, what would you drink? Beer. <laughs> so why do you, do you ask me to drink wine? Okay, you don't have Just to answer. Just because I'm a wine producer. Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, you don't have to answer. Okay, so what I want to do now, yeah. or we have another game. <laughs> okay, that would be better, maybe. Another game. I'm going to blind taste you mm-hmm. on a wine. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be really cruel <laughs> and blind taste you on, a, on an obscure, obscure wine. This is actually an Italian biodynamic wine. Uh-huh. And I just want to hear your thoughts. Did you see the label? I'm trying to hide this from you. <laughs> I'm trying to, but... <laughs> All right. For those of you who are listening at home, it is a red wine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a red wine. Can you, do you feel like you can tell the difference between a wine that is made in a biodynamic fashion or with biodynamic principles versus yeah. organic or, or without? You, know, um, you can just feel, I think, more uh, soul in it, more terroir, more... Uh, it's it's very different. Uh, even if yeah, I don't know if you know now in Italy is changed uh, is changing the regulation of organic wines. Um, that's something really bad, just because um, with uh, if you grow organic wine, you can just do almost everything. You can put a lot of sulfites in it. And so they're making the regulations a lot easier to get the organic right. Level. Right. What do you think the motivation is yeah, for that? that so uh, the power of the industry is too big. Um, that's why we are not very happy with it. Uh, and uh, that's why I, I think we are not more um, putting... I, I cannot write. She's <laughs> still trying to see the label. <laughs> no, it's not true. Um, we're just, you know, we're not going to put the, the writing uh, organic wine no more in the label because... Uh, everybody who knows the media paper wine know that we are growing organic and biodynamic. We are doing, uh, we are making wine in a certain philosophy, so uh, it doesn't need to be written. So that's why. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's such a challenging question because I find that a lot of the you know we we really focus on having wines that are all made organically and biodynamically and some of uh, you know quite a few producers who i really love just absolutely choose not to right. get the certification right and uh it, i feel like i can trust them because i because i know them and i visited the vineyards uh and i can trust them but right. uh, a lot of times the consumer who doesn't necessarily have that experience mm-hmm. uh, and doesn't know the people and can't yeah. verify it can it can be challenging to say well are they really being true about their organic principles or, right. or are they not are they yeah. you know did they did they spray a little bit in that year because it was a <laughs> tough year just under the yeah it's completely true um, yeah you're right but you know what we are happy to to do is to give our customer just a natural wine just a a genuine wine and so. So what do you think of this wine? It's great. I really like it. Where do you think it's made from? 
I already gave you the hard part that's made in Italy. Usually when I blind taste, I try to, you know, obviously look at the look at the color and then I try to immediately think is this an old world wine or new world? So old world being somewhere from Europe, new world being a, an American wine or, or you know, anywhere not Europe. Um, it's actually becoming a little bit harder. I don't know if you've had... It's a any European wine. This is a European wine, right. absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, there are American producers who, who are making more European style. It used to be, it used to be a lot easier. If you have a wine that, that's ripe and, and, and maybe lacks a little, little acid and, and has lots of fruit, that's always a New World wine. But now there, there are definitely European producers who are making right. that style and... and Surprisingly and excitingly, there are American producers who are making a more natural style. You look like you're not believing me, but there are. Yeah, I true. can't believe you. <laughs> I really can't believe you. Um, okay, so this is a wine that I really, really love um, from Luca. Do you know this? Valjano? Of course, I know. Yes, uh, I really love this wine. It's, uh, it's from Luca, so northern Tuscany, kind of kind of close to the to the water um it's absolutely beautiful Salario Brederillian is the one who makes this wine we are fr- very friends because you know um uh, we are organic and natural producer in Italy we, we always go and do t- tastings together and we always travel and Saverio from t- Tenuta di Valgiano was at our winery one month ago. One so. month ago, that's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, yeah, we, we're very friends. And it's, it's nice because it's a nice atmosphere. Just because we share the same opinions, the same ideas, so it's nice that we go everybody together to show to the world our our you know beliefs and our way of making wine. So tell us the name of this group and. Some of the other groups that you might be yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we are, we are part of uh, Renaissance, uh, and uh, or Triple A, uh, which Triple uh, A, Triple A, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is artisan, artist, and agriculture. So that's why. And what what are the goals of these groups? Is it just a, a fun social get together, drink some delicious wine? Or are there other... We do that. We do that. <laughs> but the goal is mostly uh, to, um, to explain people that, yes, we make wine in different ways, but we make wine in the traditional way. We make wine uh, in order to give emotion to people. Uh, we make wine to... To enjoy, to enjoy, and let, let people enjoy life, and that, that's I think the goal of uh, we produce our wine, and that that we put a lot of passion in it. So, well, I have to admit, on on all of those goals, you have greatly succeeded. Um, you've given me uh, quite a lot of joy. Uh, not only the joy of of drinking uh, more than my fair share of your wines myself, but but also sharing them with, with our guests. Uh, I'm always very, very proud to open yeah. up Emilio Pepe wine at the restaurants. Um, so I'm very excited and happy that you are here today. Thank you so much, <laughs> Chiara Pepe. Save up and get a bottle of Emidio Pepe wine. It is pretty fantastic. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, everyone at home. Uh, I'm Joe Campanelli from Delanima and Lartuzzi and La Picho, soon to open. And you're listening to In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.